Hello everyone and welcome back to Sharp Cuts. My name is Garrett May alongside Josh Nickel. As always, welcome back to the show. I am energized today, Josh. I'm coming in hot. You've outdone yourself again and gotten us another guest today. It's Akash Graywall. Welcome to the show, Akash. I hope I said your name correctly. How you doing? You're ready to go. Yes, I'm definitely ready to go. <laughs> okay, great. We, we had a little production meeting beforehand, talked about some stuff, and uh, it's not going to help. The quality is not going to be improved at all by that, so hopefully we have a good one. Josh, though, I mean, we got some big news, Josh. We got some break... It's not breaking news. It's uh, late news. We yeah. missed a week. We've got to celebrate, though. I mean, Canadian Women's Beach Volleyball silver medal at the World Championships. I mean, are you absolutely kidding me, Josh? We've got to celebrate that one. We cannot take this for granted, Josh. I know you said that a couple episodes earlier that we can't get used to like Mel and Sarah's success. We can't get used to Sophie and Brandy doing this. Like, Garrett, a lot of people will remember this, but we didn't win a women's medal till 2015. And now we've been in back-to-back World Champs finals. Like, we can't like underestimate or under-celebrate. This is just amazing for our sport and what the women are accomplishing right now. So this is going to be a bit of a theme for this entire episode. We're going to talk a little bit about the results of that success for Canadian volleyball a bit later. Um, we may be talking some BC versus Ontario stuff later. I don't know, because we got some BC folks in the house. I'm a bit of a split in between, so we may get into that. I don't know. Josh is eager to bury somebody, so I know you're ready for that. But first, um, Akash, we got to get to you because I know we like to host our guests well. So you're with the summer program in Ontario with Josh and the crew there doing the beach thing. Um, I have a lot of questions there. Can you just give the viewers a high level of what's that like? Cause I'm ready to grill both of you about what's going on there. Yeah, for sure. Um, so we're the summer development program. We practice every day, Monday to Friday, and then play in tournaments Saturday, Sunday. The practices are early. You've got to be there around 7.45. So that's a bit of a ouch. <laughs> Um, yeah. Uh, okay. Akash, I'll stop you right there. Okay. I mean, you're being super nice. You're being, you know, super, you know, but this is not that kind of show. Okay. I know Josh is one of the coaches there. You're a little bit worried. Like we can bury him if we need. So we got to get into the de details. So this is in my mind. Like if I'm coming into a setting with a bunch of people I don't know, and we're beach partnered up for the first time, there's got to be some friction there. Am I wrong? Like, has there been no drama in a month that you've all been there? I mean, obviously it's competitive. Everyone's trying to fight for their spot. So there yeah, yeah. definitely is a bit of like push and shove, but like physically. at the end of the day, we're there to make each other better. So what's better than to do that as a team, right? Okay, enough of the good attitude stuff here, okay? I'm sick of that nonsense, okay? Give me the real deets. Pushing and shoving like physically. Is there physical pushing and shoving happening? I haven't me seen and the yet. viewers want to know the dirty details. <laughs> no, not, not so far, but I mean, I'll keep you updated. Yeah. Okay. Well, okay. I mean, that's okay. Please, please do. Actually, I was about to chirp that, but please do. But Josh, <laughs> explain for the viewers here, because just give us a picture of what that's like. So why is it super competitive? Like we have a bunch of people coming in trying to compete for like spots or something like who cares? Okay, you know why it's super competitive? Because when I did my commercial for this a few episodes back and we talked about why you should be at that May 13th tryout, four months of funding, tuition covered to a Canadian college or uh, university. So big money available. Garrett, there's were years where you were a professional for Team Canada and you got four months of funding. Now some college kid just trying it out for fun could have earned four months because Garrett, we have 14 athletes per gender thanks to a couple retirements, uh, success of our women's team giving us a few more months of funding. We're on the rise here, Gary. We got money to burn, so why not take 28 summer athletes and just, you know, train them all at the same time? Hold on. <laughs> Akash, you, you are getting 
You are on that. You don't have to win anything. You just get that. Paid to play. She doesn't get that. She tried out and earned a spot on the team. Okay. But you took 28 athletes, Josh. That's basically everybody. Well, no. The OVA tournaments have less teams than that. We had 39 males try out. And on the girls' side, women's side, excuse me, I think there was 36 tryouts. So it wasn't just show up and get a card, Garrett. Okay. Hold on, though. Because you were chirping Team Ontario for taking a massive squad last week. Okay. You had 36 show up. You took 14? Yeah, I did. Yeah, like, that's... I mean, so if I enter, I'm about 50-50 to make the squad. Garrett, there was years where... You, you had over 50% chance. There's been years where we've had like eight cards available and 14 people will try out. This was actually a pretty good ratio. Yeah, I mean, I'm incredibly jealous. That's why I'm bitter, Akash. And don't water down the team. The team O accusation was because they took like 72 athletes all paying like 2,500 to three grand. We took 14 athletes and are paying them to be professional athletes and they're behaving in turn for this money. They're basically the same thing. Akash agrees with me. So um, <laughs> well, getting really into the details here, Akash. So... Like, take me through this. You get in, are you partnered with somebody random? What if you don't like them? Well, it's not necessarily like that. So you get to choose your partner, obviously. It's not... Yeah, take that, Okay, hold on. But you get to choose. So there's that one person who nobody wanted to play with, or a few people who, like, either they have to play together, so it's Team Dynamite, or there's, like, one or two people who are, like, stuck with somebody? You want to talk friction, Garrett? There's guys who chose somebody from outside the program that we didn't select who now get to train inside the program because everybody's partner's welcome. You want to talk friction? There's people there getting money and there's people not getting money. And sure enough, we're like five weeks in, Garrett, and the people who didn't get money, chip on their shoulder, they're gaming, they're balling, they're fighting for these okay, spots. Okay, that's what I want to know about, Akash. Is your partner getting money or not? I mean, uh, that's obviously not something for me to say, but we both... <laughs> oh, okay, here we go. Here we go, Josh. We're on it. <laughs> we were both selected by the program, so we do oh, we are both like that. carded athletes at the national level. Okay, so we yeah, we're that. equal partners. Everything we do is together, like for each other, and like that's a great part of it. Even we have players that didn't necessarily make the team, but their partners did, and that brought them into the program, which is even better because it brought more athletes into train. So. Yeah, there's like a big depth and breadth with our team and you see a lot of different players with a lot of different skill sets, which is really great. Josh, did you meet you training at UBC? Yeah, like, like this what is a the little heck? too good. Okay. <laughs> like you could, did somebody write this for you? We did, the, the production meeting was not this detailed, everybody. Like I need to let you know, we did not say, not hey, pain. say this. Are <laughs> these talking points? What the heck? <laughs> Are, are Josh, are you hiring like spokespeople for this program? Because it seems like Akash just has all the talking points. I bet first session, this is what I'm picturing after that. First session, Josh takes everybody and goes, okay, if you're ever asked about this program, here are the five points you got to hit. Yeah, we do things for each other, bring people into the program. We're here all to get better. Like it's all the buzzwords and Akash, sure. you're hitting them all. As soon as we get a guy on the program, they're going to say iron sharpens iron, Gary. We're all in this together. We all play for Team Canada. Iron <laughs> Okay, well, the way I see it, it's not necessarily about, like, the funding or the program. It's more of an opportunity, right? Like, not everyone can say that they were able to move across the country and play for Canada. So, I don't know. That's something, personally, like, I would, would give up for anything. Like, just even Gosh! Things are so different, Josh. <laughs> Things yeah, are so different. If we kept that pace up, our sport would have just like sunk into a hole by now. Like where you are were you kidding me? and what you built in like the early 2010s there, we couldn't keep that pace. That'd be, that'd be miserable for everybody. 
Oh my gosh, man. Like we had to convince people like, hey, this is good. Like we should do this. Like, hey, come, come do this. But it's like, you would give anything for, to move across the country and represent Canada? To leave Kit's Beach? Absolutely, for Ashford okay, Bay. She would do that 10 out of 10 times. <laughs> hey, let's not get into Kit's versus Ashbridge's, okay? We'll get to that later. Okay. Because there's definitely some talking points there. But you, like, you would do, you would do that. That was, you were like, yes, I want to do this. That, that's what I did. <laughs> it was not about the money. Well, no. Oh, it about the money. That's Sorry. Just- didn't make any sense. <laughs> I, I feel like by the end of this episode, Akash is going to snap and just call me an asshole and just bury me by the end. And I'll probably have deserved it. Um, okay, <laughs> what else is going on there? What else can we get some juicy details? There's some competitiveness and some, some stuff between the, the funded folks and not. How does that well, it wasn't, play out? It wasn't on purpose, no. Garrett, but sure enough, when they arrive, they get like three weeks to prep, and then we're into like the Hunger Games slash trials for different events. So they're like already playing oh, like, against each other in trials tournaments. Oh, like for Norseka? Norseka, and- FISU, Canada Games, like they're already like budding heads, and it's like the third week. Man, okay. Like 10 years ago, the Norseka trial, like it was like you had to, like there was like two teams, three teams. The FISU trial, it was like, hey, does anybody want to go to FISU games? Anybody? And we just send everybody to trial. You have a trial for that tournament? Like, I- I'm shocked. For FISU, we had seven men's team, and Akash uh, competed with her partner, Anya. There was 12 women's teams, and they were all a really good level. Mm-hmm. No, it was so definitely really competitive. Um, yeah, I mean, I'm not somebody who's played a-, a lot, like, at this level. So just to be able to see, like, what everybody can do, it was, like, an amazing opportunity and yeah, everyone showed what they had. And I mean, congratulations to the team who made it. <laughs> I'm upset. I'm upset, you guys. Not at you, Akash, but just that this is the quality of people that we have in the program now. Josh, it's changed a lot, man. Like, But that's I, thanks to you for, you know, building the pathway for It's not thanks us, to Garrett. me. <laughs> I'm an asshole. Like, and everybody who was in the program before, uh, there was... <laughs> There, you know, so it sounds like if this is the, t- I mean, okay. Anyway, Akash, are you a good player? I mean, I try my best. God, <laughs> every jo- I, there's no cracks in this armor, Josh. We might as well move on because I can't break her. I can't do it. <laughs> I do have a funny story to share, Garrett, about your biological father. Uh, Pierce explained to me today he was training with Marcus Lachis and a few guys at John May's house because you guys got that that top tier court there. And John was basically saying that if Pierce didn't make the team, that John would start his own. And the only criteria, Garrett, and you'll love this, they were going to start five minutes before us. Yeah, I love it. <laughs> I absolutely love it. And but then you should have then gone. Okay, I'm gonna start ten minutes before you. And just this show off where you're both there now showing up at midnight at the beach to start practice the next morning. I respect it. 7.45 a.m. is a pretty reasonable show up time, Akash. Wait till you get into secret training with the 6 a.m. call time. Net's got to be up and ready to go. That's next level. Hey, when's that coming in, Josh? Is that month two? Garrett, I almost messaged you, but it, it seemed too early because the time zone difference. But I saw Michaela Lahis and Jasmine Safar doing the post run that Mark tried to get you to oh, do. Where yeah. you sprint for one and jog for one and sprint for one. That just looks miserable. It's the worst thing ever, but you should definitely do it. <laughs> you should definitely do it one day. Just one day, Josh. Akash, you can, you, can vo- you can vote for this and support this in the pitch. 
Get down to the beach at 6 a.m. You know all the posts there at Ashbridge's Bay. If you haven't been to Ashbridge's Bay, there's all these wooden posts, over 100 courts, public, um, with, you know, hooks to set up nets. I mean, no big deal. Um, and just do sprints between each of them where you sprint to one and then walk to the next. Go up and back one time and tell me how you're feeling. Like, that's a, that's a national team level thing at 6 a.m. right there. Well, if you ever want to join Monday, Wednesday, Friday, you can see us there. <laughs> so... Wait, at 6 a.m. though? No, will I see I you there at 6 a.m.? So around 8, 8, 8.15. <laughs> oh, because you're, you're 15 minutes casual. late. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like I would be out there. So la last summer, I was doing some training with uh, with an athlete, doing some coaching. Unbelievable that I was doing that. Um, but I was there an hour before Josh every morning. He'd come walking across the beach, seeing me there out working him. And it's the best feeling in the world. I got to be honest. I got to go 6 a.m. But like you left the beach and we were still working. So I don't know why you thought you were getting this mental edge. Two hours is two hours, whether you start at six, eight, 10, 12, like it's still two hours, Garrett. Right, but you don't know how long I was there. I was only <laughs> there an hour, but it seemed like I was there for two hours, Josh, because you didn't know because you weren't there. See, it's the ultimate big league play to be leaving the beach, done your workout when the other teams are arriving. And then you say, oh, hey, yeah, I'll see you later today. Because we're coming back for round two. Is that anywhere going on in this program? Two days, no. Because they, they have workouts, they have conditioning, they have stuff to do like every day, Garrett. Yeah, like, <laughs> like what? Stuff to do. Like there's a gym you can go to? They get to work out at uh, CSIO, one of the nicest gyms around. Unbelievable. Unbelievable, Josh. Who's driving them there? Uh, they have scooters, actually. Cash and Andy have scooters. <laughs> They're quite efficient, I have to say. You take a scooter from Ashbridge's up to Morningside and 401. I would hope not to CSIO. You guys don't. Not do necessarily it. that far, no. But it gets us. It gets us from home to practice and practice to home. So that's definitely worth it. <laughs> a good forty minutes at what seven in the morning. <laughs> Josh, I didn't, I didn't wade into this expecting to feel this deflated, but so far I've discovered that it's a highly competitive environment full of athletes who have a great attitude about things, who <laughs> have available funding to be there and support their journey there, who have access to top quality training facilities, and a large group of people to train against and with, and they can select their own partners. You know, 15 years ago, 10, 15 years ago, none of those things existed. So, I mean, hey, congrats to Beach Volleyball in Canada. I mean, come a long way, but absolute, just a devastating blow to me specifically. Um, but we should move on before before I lose it, Josh. Um, I totally forgot we were going to cover some other results, and <laughs> I, I totally forgot about that, um, partly because I didn't watch any games. And Pierce called us out last week for it. Akash, did you watch any volleyball? I did watch some. <laughs> okay. Not necessarily what? enough, but I did watch some, yes. I watched zero, so it's already more than me. Highlight and videos. And I'm the host of a volleyball show, so, I mean, what's worse? Josh, did you watch any? Uh, it was actually, it was a weird social experiment, Garrett. There was a weird break in our feces round between like the semis and the finals. So you just would have saw everybody on their phone because nobody was sharing a device to watch Sophie and Brandy at Worlds, but we were all individually on our phone yelling. So you just saw a bunch of people staring at their phone and then yelling as you were walking down the boardwalk at Ashbridge. It was really, it was a very two, like 2022 thing to do, I would say. I mean, and congrats again to Sophie and Brandy, Team Canada Women, second place at the Worlds, both having been separate guests on 
Sharp Cuts podcast talk show. I mean, check out those episodes if you want to learn more about those uh, two athletes. Um, I think Brandy's episode was great. We had my biological father, though, which kind of muddled the things a little bit. And Sophie, I think we called her out afterwards for not subscribing, but they are silver medalists at the World Championships. Congrats to them. We also have some other results, Josh, um, that I guess less people care about. I don't know. Um, Team Canada is playing in the Volleyball Nations League. I don't know if you've been watching that, if you've been following. Comment down below. I mean, subscribe if you haven't already, but comment down below if you're following that, what you think, because... We're not, and we'd love to hear more about it. But Canada women are in 11th place. They're three and five. Um, I'm sure if you ask Jen, they probably wouldn't want to be there. They'd probably want to be better off. And the men are in 12th place at two and three. Um, so Canada, I think, struggling, losing more than we're winning. But I don't know. Any thoughts there, you two? I will say Pierce came on and he was talking heavy, but if you listen back, Nolan kind of correct him like who was in our pool. I don't think he's paying as much attention as he is. And Garrett, the one burn I have for him is the United States are actually in first place on the men's side. And this was supposed to be a brand new cycle. They don't have this guy. They don't have Matt Anderson. They don't have obviously like uh, Taylor Sanders on the beach. Still rolling. USA men and women still. I think the women are in second. So what a, what a volleyball indoor country that is. Yeah, absolutely. And speaking of volleyball countries, Canada is now a beach volleyball country, Josh. I think we can we say that. Can we say that, you guys? I mean, we're pretty biased here, but I think we can. I think so. Well, we're going to need more confidence than that, because if you ask an American, they'd be like, yes. If you ask a Brazilian, they'd be like, see, I think that's yes in Portuguese. I'm not sure. Um, Sorry (laughs) if it's not. Obrigado. Um, Yeah. (laughs) So. What our next stop, what we want to talk about was because we had such success at the Worlds, how does that impact? Like, how have we gotten here? Like, are we a volleyball country? Like, or do we just have a few good teams that are at the top and then it's not really that pervasive? How have things changed? I'm curious, and especially from your perspective, Akash, because you're, it sounds like you're kind of in the up and coming part of it and kind of seeing all this from a different perspective. So, I mean, how has the success, do we feel, changed volleyball and beach volleyball in Canada? Well, I'd say there's been a much more commitment towards it too. Like you see a lot more players going from indoor transitioning to beach. So there's not necessarily a need to start so young on the beach, but making the commitment and the shift later on, like past your career, because I know there's not as much opportunity in beach at the university level here as there is in the States, which may be a reason that sets us behind a little bit more. But yeah, it's really the commitment, the development of the program. Um, So do you think when you're looking at it, you go, like you say, oh, Team Canada Women's Beach. Hey, I mean, they're winning. We got a world champion. Silver, the, you know, Olympians all around. That's viable. And then you look at the indoor program and they're not having necessarily the same level of success. And you go, oh, well, maybe maybe my journey is more in the sport is more valid on the beach. Like, is that a real thought that's happening? Like personally for like my own choice or for Canada in general? I mean, I'll take anything. Speak for all of Canada right now, Cash. All of Canada, I would say, I would say there's equal opportunity in both. It just, I mean, where we can find success at the right time is what I would say. It's not necessarily like you can control all of the factors, but it's really where we put the efforts towards the development. And I think both programs are like working equally hard to like pursue excellence. Just depends where we land, I guess, with how the other countries are doing. Yeah, I mean, it's a good point. It's a good point. But I mean, you got I, I got to think there's some athletes out there who are going, who are looking at it because this is was what I was doing. Like, and I know some of our top women 
talking to them, they've done the same thing. Like um, Sarah Pavin said this as well. Like, I don't know if she said this, but uh, when she's looking at our indoor team and going, okay, I got to hop in there. And if I want to be an Olympian and a medalist, is this going to be the path that's going to get me that versus if I go to the beach, right? I want to go to the Olympics, but do I care if it's indoor or beach? For a lot of players, maybe they don't. And I got to think, maybe I'm crazy, but seeing the success of some of our top Canadian women's teams has got to be like, oh, damn, like it's possible for a Canadian, right? We could do this. It's not out of the realm of possibility um, like it like it used to be. Like it used to be like, oh, if you want to have success in volleyball, you got to go indoor. Beach is not the way to go. I, I hope this sways people, Garrett. I, I'm still not convinced. Obviously, somebody on the inside, like I think there's still a ton of commitment. Like we, we, we pumped Akash's tires here and all this, but the reality is she had to move across the country to a city she didn't know. Like there's a lot of sacrifices. Like she's trying to sign up for OVA tournaments. They're getting canceled last minute. Like it's not an easy journey to go beach full time because you're really on your own. Like I think why Sarah is so successful switching from indoor to beach is she's so self-driven that she had the tools to do that. Where if you're an athlete who likes to know what time breakfast is in the bus, leaves at this time then you almost need to stay in indoor because of the structure where beach it's independent and it's rewarding like you're kind of betting on yourself but i still don't see the infrastructure there enough that like any athlete could have success on the beach like i think it still takes a pretty driven athlete so you're saying that mel and sarah and now uh brandy and sophie having success has no impact on the sport in canada i'm gonna go that far garrett because and here's why here's why because we don't have to look too far back that sarah and mel did this at the last world championships how many additional sponsors did volleyball canada get zero how many oh, more so kids you, you're thinking money well, I'm thinking the growth of the sport. We want to all we want to grow the game. How many kids are now playing volleyball because Sarah Pavin won Worlds? I don't know if you could find that number. How many kids are playing beach volleyball because their indoor team started a club or their their guardian signed them up for a tournament or there was something to happen in their community? I would say those things had as much effect as like Melissa and her awesome digging and smiling skills did on our sport. Like I think it's awesome and it, it brings news and it brings media and it brings attention to our sport. But I don't think the ripple effect as much as like does your community have a beach volleyball court? Is there somebody there to coach you or get you organized? Like, I think those are the things that get kids playing. Like, this is awesome, but in a couple of weeks, are we going to be talking about that? Just because I see what Sarah and Mel did, and uh, I don't know, the, the proof's in the pudding. I don't think they, they rode the wave for Worlds very long because, Gary, you've won Worlds. Guess what? There's a tournament the next week or the week after that. Like, you don't get to ride the wave too long. Yeah. Yeah, that really hits close to home, Josh. Thanks for reminding me of that. Um, <laughs> but I'm going to disagree with you there because, uh, like, I think – the world championships, I think you're probably right. Like, is anybody looking at the world champion? When you're getting into volleyball, Akash, are you looking at the world championships and going, oh, like Canada's doing well, like, uh, you know, like uh, it's going to change my opinion? I mean, probably not, right? Well, I mean, in some ways, yes, in some ways, no. I'd probably say, like, to be able to see, like, a female athlete from Canada go and, like, find that success in a way and to see that it is possible definitely does have, like, an influence on somebody like me who's, like, trying to develop, trying to see what they can do. It, it brings, like, an instills a bit of hope, which is very inspiring. That's the key. Like, very powerful. I feel like, yes. Yeah, I so feel that like seeing it. Significant factor, yes. Like, seeing it, right? And where do you see it? Do you see it at the world championships when you got to pay the thing if you don't follow it that closely? No. Where do you see it? You see it at the Olympics. The it's Olympics on is CBC. The, the Olympics is where it's made. So think four years ago. Who was at the Olympics for Canadian volleyball? We had our men indoor, right? We had, well, not four years ago. You said four years ago. ago. You're messing up my timing. Do you want to go Rio or you want to go Tokyo? 
Yeah. Okay. Well, yeah, COVID. Um, no, uh, Rio. So at the Rio Olympics 2016, you've got the Canadian men's indoor. You've got uh, two teams for beach, right? And for men and two teams beach for women. Yep. Um, and I mean, we don't necessarily medal, but the visibility is there. We've seen the teams. I think the Canadian men came fifth. I can't remember. It's, it's a long time ago. But I feel like that's got to move the needle a little bit. The women being absent from the 2016 Olympics, um, I feel like kind of hurts. I got to think. Because if you're a young kid watching volleyball, you're not watching Team Canada play indoor. You're watching them play beach. And I feel like that's got to have some sort of impact. Did it, though? Because Kira Van Rijk didn't pick up a beach ball. Brie King didn't pick up a beach ball. Like the no, because they're playing now. It was already too late, right? The adults now, it's already too late. It's no, the I'm people who Kira are just... young enough. She would have been a teenager when Rio was having... Is she not only, like, 22, 23 now? Mm-hmm. Right, but if you're 17 or 18, you'd think you're, like, you're on your path already. I'm I talking about the 12, 13-year-olds. Okay, if you're thinking 12 or 13, then, yes, that could have influenced it. But I well, think Josh, like... when I was 17, the national team coach told me I had to make a decision to go full-time beach or full-time indoor. The indoor coach said the same thing. So, like, your path is is picked at that time. I, I can do that. Necessarily can I do that? Though. I've never said that. Can I do that? Do I have the power to do that, Garrett? You do. You absolutely do. <laughs> you can give players timeouts, apparently, too. <laughs> Callback. We heard that, and you should you should be doing that. But that's what I'm saying. Is like when you're 17 or 18, you're on. I mean, you're on a trajectory. Maybe you make a switch when you're in your 20s. Absolutely, people do that. But it's not like you know you're you're as. Whereas when you're 12 or 13, just getting into the sport. Maybe you try beach because you saw it at the Olympics when you might not have otherwise. You know, the reverse doesn't often happen. Oh, people are playing beach. Maybe you should try indoor. It's often you get into indoor as, as, as a young kid and then you branch over to the beach. So maybe a few more kids are doing that now because we have teams in the Olympics and performing and doing well. That would be my argument. I think that's a good point, Garrett. So so where do we go here? So Brandy and Sophie are going to be on posters. They're going to come back on Sharp Cuts. They're going to inspire the next generation. Is that like they the better come on Sharp Cuts, Josh? I mean, <laughs> did we not ask them? No, I went one for one. I asked the cash. I wanted somebody who could like handle the sarcasm, but also give a good interview. I had no idea she was this poised. I thought we were going to get like really sassy and sarcastic. We've yet to see that side of her yet. Okay, we, we still have time. We still have time. So you know what? <laughs> We're not going to solve this. Comment down below your thoughts. What do you think the impact of some of the success we've seen has had on Canadian volleyball? And we cannot take this for granted. I cannot stress that enough. If you're listening, give a clap or something. This is not normal to have teams doing this well. Two teams who are capable of going and winning the world championship, not normal. So, I mean, congrats to the women, all four of them. Good luck in the future. I hope they don't have to play each other too many times. Um, So let's move on to, again, unclear how popular this segment is, but it's Players of the Week and Clowns of the Week. Nobody's given us any feedback yet on this segment, so we're going to continue to assume that it's everybody's favorite segment on the planet. So let's jump into it. I'm not happy with my picks today. I really have done a terrible job. So should I go first or should I go last? Well, I think we should offer it to Cash, but you can go ahead of me. Akash, do you want to go first, or do you want some time to think about it? Yeah, I can go. I'm ready to go. Okay, player of the week. Who's your player yeah. of the week? For me, it's a pretty easy choice. Um, when I think about the player I would choose, I've watched too many videos of her and highlight videos on YouTube, and she actually recently just brought home the silver medal from the Beach World Championships in Brazil. Her name is Sophie Bukovic. And when I think about like the immense amount of pressure that came like with her role, along with working beside Brandy, who's a very well-known um, player, um, like just as much as 
um, Bukovic is known as well. It's incredible to see the level she was able to perform at. And also like just a little bit more, the fact that she was actually a full-time um, blocker about a year ago from now and had to switch to be a defender just to get to the level and compete at where she wanted to be. And the fact that she was able to do that is like quite, quite incredible and like very inspiring towards somebody like me and other players who are like looking to develop and become better at what they want to do. So the growth, the commitment, the dedication, everything she had is something that I would make her, she would make, would make her my player of the week. Yeah, I definitely should have gone first, Josh. I mean, congrats, Sophie, player of the week. Now, is is she standing behind the camera right now telling you to say that or No, but I do have to say and might make my opinion a little bit more biased, but I'm really lucky to also call her my life-saving landlord, which is really great because I was able to move into her basement at a very short time, which is Okay, so that's two reasons that Sophie's Player of the Week. And I mean, well said, Akash. Stop being so well-spoken. You're making both Josh and I look bad. So, I mean, maybe my maybe worthy of a Clown of the Week right there. No, it's not. So, I, I maybe, gosh, I'll go, Josh. Yeah, my Player of the Week was also Sophie. I just thought, you know, that was probably, I mean, you gotta. But, I mean, Akash did, it, did, did her such justice. Um, I was going to say she's come such a long way from being on the show and then not subscribing to then going off and proving why she should never have subscribed to us in the first place because she's a way bigger deal than all of us with the silver medal at the World Championships. So now we just got to hope we have them both again. But I'll, I'll give some some credit to, uh, to Brandy as well. So I'll flip it. I'll go my player of the week is Brandy. And I mean, I know it's tough to have success with one. I don't know this personally, but it's tough to have success with one partner then change partners and try to get back to the same level of success. Uh, you see some players do it on the world tour and do it well. And you see some players when they have to change partners, they're never quite able to get back to where they were. Um, so for Brandy to be able to put together such a great tournament like this with Sophie after some of the struggles they have and trying to get to know each other, I think it's pretty impressive. I mean, I'm sure they would have liked gold, but we're all very happy that we were in the, in the final and the silver medal is coming home again. This is not normal. We need to make that clear. It's not normal. Congrats um, to Sophie and Brandy. Over to you, Josh. Did you have one of them as well? Uh, I did. That's why I wanted to go third, because if you guys did take them, and rightfully so, then I, I could tee up uh, my other player that I was considering. So, yes, Sophie and Brandy, I think, uh, honorable mention, even though you guys already took them, I would have taken them. But uh, I just got to go with Anders Mole, Garrett. I don't know if you looked at some of the set scores. So when I worked at the OVA and LTAD was coming in, we had to define what a meaningful match was, because part of LTAD was like, oh, we don't want any blowouts. So the, the technical director at the time defined anything 21-15 or less would be a blowout on the beach, and that wouldn't be a meaningful match. Well, Anders Mole at Worlds, Garrett. Uh, the final was 15 and 16, so you would kind of define that as like, well, that match really wasn't that close. Uh, their semi was 14 and 18. Uh, one set in their quarter was close, but they also 13 the team in the second set. So this guy is just on another level. And I mean, obviously, Christian Sorum's a great player too, but Anders Moll is the best player in the world. And I feel like we've been saying that for like the last six, seven years, and we'll probably be saying that for the next four, five, six years. Like, it's just unbelievable what the Norwegians are able to accomplish every tournament they're supposed to win. And guess what? They're still winning. Like, it's, it's, I, I think we can't underappreciate this. I know it's Norwegian, not Canada, Canadian, excuse me. So I think keep pumping the tires of the Canadian women. But uh, I, I think we're also watching a, a once in a lifetime athlete in Anders Moll. I mean, congrats, Anders Moll, for being, I mean, your shirt is in the mail, not. Um, and I would argue that fact, Josh. I mean, like, just because the scores aren't above 15 doesn't mean it was a meaningful or tense match. But the fact that you're not having extra points at all on the road to the world championship, 
Like, what? Like, not even like a 2220 or like it's not, not even there? Like, you would assume that would be like a, a tense battle to the end, maybe in every match, maybe a third set here and there. Did they have to go to three at all? Uh, in they won 18-17 in the round of 32. Yes, in the round of 16, they won in three against a team you wouldn't expect, Seidel Waller. And Seidel's like your size, Garrett, is the blocker. They gave them everything to handle. But uh, against everyone else, it was wham, bam, no post on Instagram. Norway's moving on. Did they actually not post on Instagram every game? I mean, <laughs> The, the that... losing team, they probably said, what an honor to play against Christian and Anders, the best team ever. And they also probably captioned, not the result we wanted, but feeling good coming out of World Championships. That's got to be the buzzword of the week, and we are not going to say it on this show. Garrett, now um, that I know that you almost speak Portuguese, or at least can find the Google Translate button, I should send you Gudo's post, because it was in Portuguese, but Dallas Keith uh, translated it for me. Uh, it was basically, I'm paraphrasing, but uh, I was just informed by my now formal partner that we are no longer a team. They took a fifth at Worlds, Garrett, and they broke up. And if you look up their BBB account, they took like 117th and then a bunch of fifths. They were 13. 13th in the world and Allison said this isn't working for me brother we got us we got to split ways we're not partners anymore yeah I mean the mammoth does what the mammoth is gonna <laughs> do you know what I mean like I, I don't know how else to put it other than that I mean at least he didn't break up with him on Instagram because um, that would have been even worse so I mean maybe that's a clown of the move the clown of the week move right there Josh you just have saved that material but great story okay Moving on to really the favorite segment of the week is Clowns of the Week. And, I mean, again, I don't have a great one. Um, but I'll go first because, Akash, I'm not going to make the same mistake by uh, letting you go first. So I'm going to call out um, previous guest, two-time guest on the show, Nolan Langley, um, for making some bold predictions and and kind of edging us into some bold predictions, Josh. Like saying, yeah, oh, are we sure? Like We were hesitant. And he's like, no, no, yeah, yeah. This is what I'm going with. This is what's going to happen. He said Canada would dominate France, and that is not what happened. Um, and he's making us look bad. At least he commented on the episode to let us know that, uh, hey, my bad, but still. Clown of the week. I mean, really, if you're going to prognosticate on this show, you got to get it right, like we did when we predicted Mel and Sarah would win that FIVB event. So, I mean... You know, got to get it right. So, Clown of the Week, Nolan Langley, please come back on the show. That's, okay. that's because one of us is a time traveler. I won't say who. But uh, Nolan Langley actually just came on Passing Dimes. If you're listening to this now, go back and download it. It came out on Friday. So, I, I have to swat down your Clown of the Week that Nolan can't be because he bailed out the show making his third appearance on the franchise on Passing Dimes. Check it out. Listen, we've had multi-time guests on the show. <laughs> get Clowns of the Week, Josh. It's fine. <laughs> Like, you can get Clown of the Week and be a great guest. We've had people give Clown of the Week and Player of the Week to the same person in the same week, Josh. We've, we've seen it all. So bail him out. Like, are you going to veto my Clown of the Week? Get out of here. Just giving you some all feedback. Right. All right. It, see, Clown of the Week gets tense, Akash. So hopefully this one is good because you've been very, you've been very on, you know, walking the line this whole time. So maybe we'll uh, color over the edges here. Does she have it in her to call someone out? Okay, well, I mean, this might be a little bit controversial, but I have to say my clown of the week is probably the lack of keeners in Ontario volleyball. Yeah, I know. I probably didn't see that coming. But as a matter of fact, my partner and I were planning to play in two provincial-level tournaments, one in Coburg and one in Leamington this weekend. But they were both cancelled because not enough teams signed up. So that was a bit of a bummer. You would have been all well, over the province. You can't ride your scooter to Leamington. 
Well, we, we would have tried. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's not the first time we've called out the general volleyball community in Ontario. I mean, it's not their first clown of the week at cash. So okay. don't, it's not, I wouldn't say it's that controversial, but what I would say is controversial is this. Josh was bragging huge about the amount of teams that we have. We got all these athletes in the program. You can't put together enough teams from that program to host a tournament? Well, I'll tell you where the guys are. The guys are going to be at the back. I don't care Mangle. where the guys are. That's not who we're calling out here, Josh. Did they have a tournament? Uh, I haven't checked the rankings. I think a couple of our guys are going to Coburg. Coburg's beautiful, Gary. You've won a few tourneys there. Yeah, I've won a lot of tournaments there. Okay, Josh, the sand is rock solid so you can sky. Okay, that's why everybody wants to go to Coburg. Leamington, I'm not surprised that it got canceled, though, because, like, it's not at Ashbridge's. But also, True. was it canceled because the whole tournament lacked teams or just the division? I'm not quite sure, but there was only four people, four teams, sorry. So In the in the whole tournament? And I think it was in my in my section. In your division. We can run a, a four-team event. We've done that for like 13 years before when I was at the OVA Gary. Four is just enough. Yeah, yeah they're considering the it, but it depends if the what's other the teams point? say yes. That's brutal. <laughs> four go, teams go to is garbage. For that. <laughs> yeah, no, no reason to do four teams. But like, are there not more than four teams at the summer national team program? So teams decided, no, I'm not going to that tournament when they moved to Toronto to be a part of that program. Who are you yelling at? You're obviously not yelling at Cash. She signed up. I know, not you. I'm pissed. <laughs> what? Forget the Ontario community. We always knew they were garbage. But the people who are at the program didn't go. Well, you need a week off. You know, there's one next week. <laughs> there's one. The Why week are you making week. excuses for them? You're calling them out as clown of the week. <laughs> no, I called Ontario Volleyball out. Not well, hey, we got to share the blame here, okay? Yeah, your blame is misdirected right now. <laughs> we got to share the blame because all the people who should be in that tournament got selected for the summer program and only 14. You said there were 14 athletes per gender, Josh. Yes, correct. That's six teams at least. Plus partners from outside the program. So we're talking eight teams potentially in the program. Not and including the provincial team. only four of them team. wanted to go to this tournament? There's a provincial team, too, that has dozens upon dozens of athletes. Okay, like, so the younger group, like with provincial group, right? They got teams, too. There's teams hanging around all over the place, and only four of them entered that tournament. There's athletes who play NCAA who aren't on the provincial team or the national team that probably like beach volleyball. What's going on here? Well, hopefully they see this video, you know, sign they up. Won't. It's not too late, I'm assuming. <laughs> it could still happen. So, Akash, that was supposed <laughs> so to be awesome. this weekend? It could. So, yeah, like, like you show up to practice after days. the thing gets canceled, and do you walk up to them and say, what the heck? Like, why did you not play in this tournament? We could have had a tournament. Now we don't. Me personally, no. <laughs> <laughs> what? You're going to call them out passive-aggressively on a show that nobody will watch. <laughs> I'm not calling them out. I'm just saying it's still possible, you know. <laughs> Gosh. They'll make it happen. <laughs> What kind of program are you running there, Josh, where people are coming, training, and not playing in the tournament? That's not true on the guy's side. I can't, I can't speak what's happening on the women's side, but the guy's side, Gary, we love to compete. Yeah, because iron grinds iron or whatever you said, right? Yeah, whatever. Is it? Iron? <laughs> Sharpens iron. Sure. You'll see uh, it on okay. an OVA warm-up t-shirt next year. They're okay, steal I'm it. looking forward to Josh's Clown of the Week, because Josh, you've been on fire <sighs> lately with Clowns of the Week. You've been re doing a really good job. So, so, not to hype this up too much, but this one better be good. 
So this guy might be a nice guy, but I'm getting on board with uh, there was a hashtag when he was used to get to a bunch of AVP finals and never win. They used to it was coin it was trending Garrett Worldwide. It was called Never Trevor because Trevor Crab is just an easy guy to root against. So uh, long story short, Garrett, uh, they played the points game. That him and his partner Try said we're not going to go to these challengers futures. No, we're not going to spend money to play beach volleyball. We're only going to go to the elite 16. So guess what they did? They screwed the pooch enough that their ranking dropped, 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 and they weren't eligible for Worlds. They were actually first on the reserve list so they 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 claimed that the system was broken and the sport is broken and they went on this weird like rant and then they got in because a team dropped out and they were the first on the reserve list actually uh sweden i think got hurt so the caption when they got in after the sweden guy was injured which obviously is somebody your peer you never want to see them get injured and he goes the feeling when the in capitals broken system tries to keep you out of the biggest event of the year but the volleyball gods are like f that and he did he wrote out the word it doesn't say f that so that's his first caption going to that he's in World, world champ so he's awesome so then Garrett the tournament goes on and they test positive or they're ill so they get removed from the tournament in a pre-quarter matchup he's removed from the tournament when it's already started him and his partner in pre-quarters supposed to play Estonia Estonia gets the bye because one of them pops a positive another world champs in the book this time being forced to forfeit and finishing ninth due to illness I look forward to the day athletes are allowed to compete being sick just like in how just like how it was from the beginning of time and then one of his clown buddies comments crazy to think that MJ wouldn't have been quarantined during the iconic cold slash flu game so this guy pops a positive for COVID which is like take it over the world and we shut down society he does it at a world champs tournament and he's screwing the system because he wasn't allowed to play like this guy that his whole life is just a clown move right now <laughs> i mean i fully agree and i love it for a lot of reasons i mean you're right i'm sure he's a nice guy and so it's just it is a bit of a clown way to operate which is hilarious we need more of that in our sport so yes i'm fully for it is he like, trying yes, to be the volleyball villain because he figured it out that don't be the positive guy don't say not the result we wanted on instagram like call people out call it the volleyball gods say like yeah. me 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 i'm great yeah hey he's a great <laughs> heel we need that you need that in sports entertainment for you know people to like us like you to get pissed about so i love that i mean great like you're, you're not getting in complain about it you get in, continue to complain about it, of course. <laughs> Why would you? Yeah, you got to double down once you get in. And then you test positive COVID. For, you, gotta, you can't play? Then triple down on the fully corrupt system. I mean, I fully support it. It's entertaining as hell. But I do agree that the system is garbage, though, Josh. Like, if his points were invalid, then it would be an even bigger clown move. But the system, I think, is also a weird one. A system designed that the more games you win, the more points you get, and the more points you have, the higher you're ranked in the world. Yeah, that's that seems like a flawed system in sport. Yeah, since when do sports do that? Like, actually, <laughs> actually benefit you for playing games and winning? Like, no. I mean, the whole thing. I mean, Akash, have they sat you all down and done like a full classroom session on the FIVB point system? <laughs> Not yet. No. <laughs> do you get it at all? <laughs> the, the, we didn't do the points yet, Garrett, but you'd be like, you, Dimitri came to the beach today. We did a referee presentation oh, on yes. the rules. Yeah. You would have appreciated that, Garrett. Dimitri was teaching them what a joust was and how the referees call it a hand setting. I know you're a big Dimitri fan, so you would have loved. Uh, he actually went overtime. We only gave him about 30 minutes to do the guy's presentation. We had to stop him after 50, and then he did the women's presentation. It was a great presentation for our sport, Garrett. Dimitri, player of the week for doing the presentation for yeah, the men's yeah, yeah. No, absolutely. Sure. Sorry. I, I'm, I'm guffawing over here. Yeah, yeah, Dimitri. Yeah, Meech. Absolutely. Player of the week for that presentation. But clown of the week that we need it. What the hell? We need a rules presentation? 
Like you ever take like AAA hockey players who are invited to the national team thing. Now we're going to do a rules session on the game of hockey. Never. You would never have that, Josh. I don't know if that's the same example. If there was like, if you're taking like an outdoor hockey player to indoor hockey, like the rules are going to change. Like we got some people who've never played beach before and they need to learn what, what a hand call is or what a joust or like, Garrett, there's no center line. What's the interference rule? I don't know. You have people who've never played beach volleyball who got selected to be members of the summer beach volleyball national team training program? When you say never, like if they played an OVA when they were 14 U, does that mean they've played beach before? Like never been coached before. We have guys who have never been refed, right? Because in Ontario, you only get an official at the finals. I'm confident we've had guys who have never played a volleyball game with a ref before this year. What does being coached qualify as? Because I was yelled at by my dad for years. (laughs) Does that mean I was coached at beach volleyball? Unclear. <laughs> so maybe I've never been coached in beach volleyball. Is that why we started the show? Just for you to use your personal experience to like share with the world? Yeah, like, like what do you think the show is for, Josh? <laughs> to bring on interesting people to have interesting debates about our sport and how things are going? No, it's a full <laughs> ego, ego session. Well, I'm um, sure when your dad comes to the beach to coach next time, I'll start five minutes before him and hopefully he thinks that I've been there for hours. Absolutely. But show up 10 minutes and spend the first five getting a sweat on so that when you show up, it looks like you've been doing a lot more than you have. Perfect. Love it. And then stay longer. Wait until they leave and then you stay. That's the absolute move. Akash, take that one. Like show up (laughs) right before everybody and then just wait until they leave and just walk behind them like, no, I'm not like mental games. I think that's the Kobe Bryant movie. Just stay longer than they do. Yeah, absolutely. Can you send me the recording? of referee Dimitri giving the rules presentation. We didn't record that. I would love that. to see that. That was in person only for the people in attendance. Yeah. We're not giving that away it? for free. No. <laughs> I didn't even think to, to be honest. He asked for visual, he asked for like a presentation and to show videos. It was like, you're at Ashbridge's. I don't even know where there's a plug. What kind of program are you running that doesn't record their own meetings? I recorded two meetings today at work. Like. You gotta be in the moment, Garrett. Yeah. Okay. I can write you out the notes. Don't worry. Yeah. Thank you. Wait, you took notes? <laughs> no, yes, they... I can write them out for you. I've, I've got it all up here. The guys oh. took notes, Garrett. The guys did. I think that's plus one for us. Now, how different would that look if I gave that session? <laughs> I think you'd still be arguing that Marcus Lahis got to sit in on it and he was bringing up some questions. So I'm just like, I'm glad you and Garrett aren't here at the same time. Why? Because I'd be arguing with him or I'd agree with him. You guys would probably agree, and then Dimitri, the actual official, would say something, and you'd be like, no, 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 that's not right, and it would turn into this whole thing. Yeah, well, this is what I get. This is the problem, is that the way the refs explain things isn't a human form of explanation, (laughs) right? It's a robot form of explanation. It's like, okay, what about this? Is this a lift? No, it's not. It's a held ball. It's like, it's not what I'm asking you. Like, come on, get it together. Anyways, we listen, we could go down this track forever, but there was one thing we did say at the beginning of the show we would get to. And we're getting to the end. And, you know, I'm a bit on the fence here, um, but there is a bit of a thing. And I need to know, is it manifesting itself at all as the BC versus Ontario vibe in the beach communities? It's really, and I, I mean, I'm going to bury every other beach community. It's really only two beach communities in Canada. I mean, nobody else is really bringing anything to the table. So step your game up if you want to even be mentioned. Um, but is that a thing that shows up like people like, you know, A all BC Toronto. It's like a bit of a, a bit of an argument thing. 
Well, for the record, Leamington and Coburg are trying. They just can't get any women to sign up for their tournaments. Yeah, it's obviously not going well. <laughs> well, from an outsider, Garrett, I, I do know that a lot of athletes. What do you mean are an outsider? Afraid. Well, I'm on the men's side, so I can't say for sure. But I'm thinking there's some guys who don't actually know their names. They just say a cash and are the BC girls, so they are labeled right away as the BC girls. Yeah, did you find that disrespectful, Cash? No, that's something I'm proud of. <laughs> Go BC. <laughs> <laughs> right, but if I went to BC and people called me the Ontario guys, I'd be like, oh, okay. what the hell are you talking about? I wouldn't take that as a positive, you know, they didn't mean that positive. Yeah, like, what are you talking about, the Ontario guys? It's not guys? a positive thing, no? Well, I don't know, they're saying it, but like... What do you, <laughs> I, I'm, I need I'm, a little bit I'm, more context to this connotation. <laughs> don't play like, dumb, Akash, every year at the Van Open, someone's going to yell, that's on terrible, or worst case, Ontario, oh, okay, you guys okay. have so many puns about us. That's true, that's true. I don't See, know. I think it's because in BC they have people who know what's going on. Like they have people who pay attention and know what's going on and actually play beach. The beach, like the rec communities here follow volleyball. The rec communities in Toronto, they follow volleyball, but only because they're playing at the same time the tournaments are playing. So they're down there playing their own game and go, oh, what's going on over there? They don't know really what's happening, but they just happen to be the volleyball community, right? It's the high performance community that really gets into it. Because the BC folks, in my experience, love that they've got a knowledgeable group of people who follow the sport. Whereas people from Toronto, I feel like, just feel like they're the center of the universe. Have I summed it up accurately? I get that sense, Garrett, because I think the people who play recreational Ashford is almost feel like we take up too much net. Like they, they think oh, like, yeah. like we're in their way. And it's like, we have a permit, like we're supposed to be here. This is a national team training facility. And you get a sense that like when our balls roll out of their court, like they're getting upset. Yeah. Do you feel that, Akash? Like you got to feel that vibe coming from Kits over to Ashbridge's where the people there don't even give a crap about beach volleyball. Well, I have to say, when you're playing at 6 a.m., there's nobody at the beach. <laughs> or 8 a.m., there's not many people there. Yeah, Gary, you've convinced her she's going to start at 6. That was a Freudian slip right 8 there. 8 a.m., <laughs> yeah. If you're playing at 6, you're right. There's nobody there except... 5 a.m. Vancouver time, though. you got to remember that. Right. <laughs> but if there's people... Th there are people there at 6. It's those two or three guys playing spike ball uh, yeah. on the sand yeah. who are there going hard before work. Those are the guys who are there. But, I mean, it'd be the same thing if you were training at Kits, right? I mean, yeah, at kids, there's always somebody there. Like my friends and I, we'd practice at six in the morning some days on Thursdays and the courts are almost always full. So everybody takes it pretty seriously. At yeah. 6 a.m.? At 6 a.m., yeah. I'm calling, I'm calling the bluff on that. What? The <laughs> no, courts are full. The real thing. At 6 a.m.? Not full, but there's like a good amount taken. Yeah. At Kids Beach. How many courts, are, how there? Many courts are there? How many courts are there? Oh, it's not Ashbridge's. No, I'd say I can tell you the exact number, but I probably a fifth or even a sixth of Ashbridge's. So. Well, like, is it 10 <laughs> courts? Many, but... Is it like 10? Yeah, 10, 12, something like that. I don't know. Yeah. I could be off. Okay, well, if there's 15 courts at Kits, there's over 100 at Ashbridge's. So, yeah, no. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, it's very different. I guess it's easier to fill 15 courts, but still, there's not 15 courts full at... Uh, at Ashbridge is on a weekday, Josh? Never. Uh, well, until the big bad national team comes in and takes like four or five courts per gender, then the public start to get a little annoyed, yeah. Okay, so here's really where the rubber meets the road. Which one is better? Oh, that's not even a question. <laughs> You're from Vancouver, you know. Have I convinced you that I'm from Vancouver? 
Well, you've been there. You live near. <laughs> I live in Vancouver. You it's true. No, 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 no. Because people from Vancouver will say Garrett's from Toronto. He's not from Vancouver. You will never be from Vancouver. Well, you to reside these people. in Vancouver. They'll so never accept you. Enough time there to know what it's all about is what I'm assuming. Now, I can be swayed. Here's the thing, because okay. there's a lot of things I like about Kits and BC and the community here. Mm-hmm. If I'm welcomed as a fellow Vancouverite, <laughs> I will back Kits to the moon. But if it's a conditional, if it's like, oh, no, we got to see now you got to spend a certain amount of time here. It's like, OK, what? Like, I, like I, I'm conditional member. Come on. I live here. <laughs> I mean, well, think about it this way. Would you rather play at a beach where you can see mountains on the right, the ocean in front of you and the city on your left? Or would you rather play at a beach where you can see a lake and and the waste uh, filtration plant yeah the the waste plant with the smokestack over the hill exactly yeah you get my drift now yeah yeah um it's a good question because if you really care about beauty then you you can't beat vancouver and bc like it's called beautiful bc for a reason like you can't you can't beat it if you haven't been here you got to come and check it like you got to witness it you know but i don't think that's all that goes into deciding where would you rather play I would rather play where the best players are. Yeah, that's that's a good point too. I mean, I guess yeah. it's what you're looking for then. If you're if you're coming to play, you're trying to get better, then I'd come here. I mean, I did come here. If you're looking for like more of a fun time, people to play with, good place to do it, I'd go to Vancouver. Yeah, I I would have to generally agree with that statement. Like, it's true. If you want to go down and just play beach with randoms or people you know or um really anybody, it's hard to beat kits. You can't do that in Toronto, Josh. No, no. There's always a pickup game. There's always somebody who'll play with you. Yeah. That, that's yeah. how it was summed up to me, Garrett, from uh, Paul Mann, friend of the show. He talked about Ashbridge's Bay, like there's high performers there. People show up, but after you're done practice, you leave. Where he's like, you're going to go to Kit's Beach and you're going to play and you're going to go for lunch and then you're going to go back to the beach and people are going to play challenge court or pickup or you're going to coach a kid's clinic. Like people spend the day at Kit's versus Ashbridge's Bay. It's like, go to work, go home. Yeah, exactly. Well, glad we've summed it up and come to some sort of agreement here. This was supposed to be a topic that was supposed to divide you two, rather than have you both agreeing and have me sitting on the fence in the middle, Josh. And yet somehow we've found consensus here. What the hell are we doing on this well, show? Well, I would just like to announce here in front of all the listeners and Akash here that uh, I'm going to call it out, Garrett, that an Ontario team is going to win the Van Open this year. Call it out right now. Doesn't oh, no. matter who, but Logan Mend, you can suck a lemon. An Ontario team is going to win the Van Open. <laughs> I don't know. I don't. That's something I will disagree with you about. We'll have to see how it goes. But well, I, Josh, I have some pretty I strong mean, people who are playing in that from Vancouver. I guess we'll see. Kat. Yeah, I guess we'll, we'll see. You're gonna have to see what they can bring because you better wake up pretty early in the morning, Logan. You better wake up 5 a.m. BC time and be at practice, bud. Well, yeah. but if if there are people in BC who like think they're good, then why don't they play on Team Canada? Well, you have to remember, there's also a lot of people who are retired that, like, they finished their career and then they try. I don't need you to remind me of that, Akash, okay? I'm well aware that there are some people who are retired, okay? Oh, not just some, like... Present company excluded. (laughs) Big chunk of people. (laughs) You're right, Josh. Me and Maverick Hatch are coming out of retirement to win the Van Open. But then, who is it? An Ontario team has won or a BC team has won, Josh? What happens then, man? I guess I sit on the fence again. (laughs) (laughs) 
<laughs> Gosh, you're always hedging your bets. And see, only one one gender needs to have an Ontario team win for Josh to be right. Oh, you want me to double down? Okay, both genders will be Ontario teams. Woo! That's a hot take. Both? Both. Who's going? I don't even know. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. Just the volleyball gods. I, if Trevor Crab can quote the volleyball gods, so can I. And Ontario team is going to win the Van Open. Both genders. I mean, I feel like Sam and Dan, it's the type of tournament they would go to. Are they going? Well, the big question here is I'm hearing rumors that Grant O'Gorman's going to play with a, just a heck of an international player. So does that become an international team if he doesn't play with another Canadian? No, it becomes an Ontario team because Grant <laughs> is from Ontario and played for Crush Volleyball Club. So, so you can put that in my that. column too. So yeah, I got a lot of boxes checked here. So Logan Mend, I'm coming for you, buddy. Well, I'm are not you physically playing? coming. Are you I'm playing in the tournament, to Cash? In the Vancouver Open, yes. Yes, okay. I will be there. Should I and come watch it all? And all her friends and family are going to oh, say, oh, sure. since going to Ontario, that Akash girl's gotten so good. We should all move to Ontario and train with them. That's what they're going to be saying. No, here. that's never going to happen. <laughs> that is not going to happen. People like it here, Josh. They do. People and I really don't like it here. At all. And they're right. Like, they are right to like, they're not crazy. I mean, it's nice here. Like, I mean, I, there's some argument that like, if you want to have a marquee looking national team program, you might want to play in the most beautiful place in Canada. Like it might benefit you to play around some beauty, you know? All right. I'm sending all our teams, Garrett. I'm going to hedge on my bat here. Half the draw is going to be Ontario. I mean, that's the way to do it. You you knew that was going to happen anyways, and that's why you're saying it, because the odds are in your favor, aren't they? Forever. Should I come down and watch a cash is what I'm saying. Like, is it worth it? Because I, what I like watching is entertaining volleyball. I don't care if it's good or bad, but if it's entertaining, I will watch. For sure. It's, I'd say it's the funnest tournament that Vancouver offers, honestly. You've got, there's going to be lots of people there. Everybody comes and watch. It's kind of like a community event, too. So you'll see people on their bikes, people watching. It's a great, great place to be if you want to come to Vancouver. <laughs> yeah. No, I played in it before. Uh, I finished third, I think. Um, I can't remember. It was called something else back then. Um, the Corona Open or something they used to call it. Um it was sponsored by a beer back then or something. But, uh, yeah, they started a hug counter uh, for me and Dan on a piece of cardboard where they kept track of how many times we hugged, um, <laughs> which I thought was hilarious. And so we just started hugging more. Um, but I feel like for them, that was fun to watch us. But we were playing. Are the teams in it any good? Oh, yes, for sure. Well, so who's entertaining? Like you said, People come from Ontario. People come from Vancouver. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All but the, who's entertaining? All the best people come to this tournament. That but who's, who's fun to watch? Who's fun to watch? From Vancouver? Like, from anywhere. Logan uh, well, might be biased, but Johnny Whiskar, my old coach, he's the one of my favorite people to watch. Whiskar. Uh, he's getting old. He's Juliana Ross, an amazing uh, UBC alumni. She's had a lot of success in those tournaments. So why are they entertaining? Just the way they play, like you will never know where the ball is going to go, but it's always going to land on the floor. So <laughs> why not go and watch that? Yeah, I'm not sold. I'm not sold. <laughs> never knowing where the ball is going to go implies that they don't know where it's going either. Well, that's the thing. Their precision is <laughs> you so. Won't... Garrett's really looking well, for. 
it's not just the games on the court, Garrett. There's also winning the beer garden that like a, a fellow Ontario athlete like Dan Groenveld, he's won that award before. Like there, there's other people who go to win the beer garden, Garrett. I think that's what you're looking for. Who's going to be front row having more fun than anybody? It could be you, Garrett. Well, I mean, if I go, I'm trying to weasel my way on the mic. Like they have an announcer there, right? Seymour and Sandy, two of the best. Oh, yeah, that's going to be. Yeah, I mean, they might need a third mic to get. You know, G unit. You might there. be able to do the 8 a.m. Saturday game just to see if you can hang it, but uh, I don't know if they're going to give you the primetime games. They never would. That's the thing. Is like, no, they hold on to that pretty tightly, don't they? Well, I think Sandy tries to play, so maybe if he rides the wave and goes deeper in the tournament, they might need you. Yeah, but never, never going to get the invite. No, it's not going to happen. If this show has the, the viewers, Garrett, write Seymour and Sandy right now. Put it in the KBVA group. Like, let's get Garrett on the mic. Yeah, like if anybody's out there listening still an hour into this episode from BC and you're going to the Van Open and you have any interest in seeing me there, thank you, first of all. Hit that subscribe button, I mean. But if if you comment down below and I will come if a single person says that. That's all it takes, Josh. One, literally one person. I'm hoping so, with the cash being on the show enough BC people clicked on this. Pro I mean, that would be great. I don't know what kind of pull a cash has these days, but uh, hopefully it's high. <laughs> so, um, yeah. yeah, I mean, that that's how the show usually goes, Akash. We get to the point where we uh, we start to fizzle out, um, and you can, you can kind of feel it, but it's, I mean, it's understandable. People get it, but there are still people who listen right to the end. So if you're still listening, I mean, perhaps to you, comment down below. We don't want to know who you are. We get people on who say who like guests who say, yeah, I watched the show. I listened to the end. They don't really, they're giving us lip service, aren't they, Josh? So, but I do got to ask, how did you feel like it went Akash? I don't know. Pretty smooth. A lot of fun to be a part of it. So thanks for having me. Gosh, we've gone like a full hour and she hasn't broke not, yet. Have yeah. not gotten Akash to say anything off color or offbeat at all. You've kept up the whole time. I mean, Josh, is there any promotions? Like, can you can you like level up people in this national team thing? Because I feel like Akash deserves it after the performance for today. <laughs> well, I feel like now I'm gonna have to pay more attention to the women's courts and see like who she doesn't get along with. If she could be the villain, maybe we have to get her partner on who goes, no, 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 she's oh. not this nice all the time. Like, we got a guy to rig it next time that when she comes back on the show, we got to see what's up. But as far as the debut episode goes, that's as good as I've seen, Garrett. Josh, we had a commenter say. Lisa Tam, actually, who I think is from Vancouver and maybe reaching out, but says, yes, make more volleyball players famous. It's easier to cheer for players and teams when you know who they are, where they come from, and what they like to eat. So, Akash, we're trying to make players famous. So if we got any details of people who are coming to Vancouver Open and you go, oh, I heard about that player on Sharp Cuts, they like to eat blank. So what do you like to eat? What do I like to eat? Might be a little bit. Okay, Body Energy Club. Have you ever heard of it? No. You're gonna no, have I mean, to. I don't check you can't see my body, but you would you could tell that I haven't heard of it. No free ads on this show, so be careful how you describe this. Well, you're in Vancouver, so you can go anytime. It's at UBC on campus. They make the best smoothies, best bowls. What else is there? Oh, like protein balls. The best possible food you could have, and it's all healthy. All yeah, that's where you gotta go. If you like see, smoothies, that's the place to go. That's awesome. So I don't know. So Akash will not say no if at the Vancouver Open a fan happens to come down with, what was it, Body Positive Club? Body Energy Club. Body Energy Club. Yeah. Body Energy Club. I need to be in the Body Positive Club is what it is. Sorry, I got mixed up. Body Energy <laughs> Club. Um, 
is if somebody's walking down there with that food, you won't say no is what you're saying. Oh, never, never. I yeah, would. okay. See, I'm <laughs> retired now. So eating healthy is not a requirement anymore. So, I mean, if it, is it tasty? It is delicious. It's not even, it doesn't even taste like a healthy thing. It almost tastes like a treat. That's how good it is. Yeah, it's well, a dream in a cup. That's basically what it is. <laughs> awesome. Well, so now all we need to cash is for you to play for another 10 years and be one of the most successful women's volleyball players ever. And then we can say, hey, we uh, we have all the famous people on here. So, um, I mean, are you going to win the Vancouver Open? I'm going to try my best. We'll see how it goes. <laughs> I mean, great. Um, I may or may not be there. We'll see who comments. A cash, it can't be you. It can't be a cash who comes on this video and comments. Okay, it, yeah. It's okay. more <laughs> than that. And it can't be you, Josh, because are you going to be there? No, unfortunately, I won't be. Brutal. Then, like, I'm less likely to come now. Okay. Well, if it's so, my sister who comments, is that all right? Like, <laughs> it's obviously count? not. I mean, it's obviously not because it's coercion from you. We're okay. taking the comments how we can get them, Garrett. Mm, true. That is a true comment, Josh, because we don't get many. So I'll take any and all comments down below. Let me know. If you want to see a Garrett May appearance, let me know. I will show up. When is it, by the way? Because so, I may be busy. July 15th to 17th. Sounds good. Sounds good. Uh, I'm, I'm busy. No, I don't know. <laughs> Clear your schedule. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Uh, all right, guys. Well, that'll do it for this episode. Akash, thank you so much for joining us and for putting up with our nonsense. Uh, you handled it literally better than probably any guest has without breaking. So, I mean, that's an obvious first on the show. So thank you so much for joining us. Uh, it was a blast having you. Um, and thank you all so much for listening. And we will see you next time.